Welcome to The Clinical Entrepreneur, a business podcast that's dedicated to healthcare practitioners just like you who are hustling every day to build a business and a life you're proud of. Join me, Rhonda Nelson, as I share my own experiences and extract actionable advice from industry experts about what it takes to build and scale a profitable wellness practice. Welcome back. This is Rhonda. I'm the host of the Clinical Entrepreneur Podcast, where I love helping you grow a super successful wellness practice with a little bit of clinical thrown in, but lots of marketing and just practice growth strategies, hacks, tips, tricks that you can use to really grow a successful wellness practice. And today we are going to talk about AI and how you can use that in your practice to help you build and grow something that's more sustainable and most importantly, easier for you. So what is AI? It's basically uh, now we refer to it as generative AI, AI standing for artificial intelligence. So really what that means is that it generates content, content, sorry, generative AI. So it's generating something for you based on the information that it has and the context that you provide. So in short, what it does really is this uh, AI that's kind of come on the scene here lately, it it has like building blocks. If you think of like Legos or, or a box full of blocks, and if you give it context, it's going to take those blocks and it's going to build you something new. Now I can knock those blocks down and somebody else can come in and ask AI a question and it would build a different answer for them based on the question being asked. So it's definitely got some pros, some cons, You know, there are people who think that AI could take over the world and displace all these people and make jobs go away. And I probably am going to side with them that that absolutely could be true. However, for now, we're going to use it and we're going to make good use of it so that we can actually get some work done, improve productivity and reach out and connect with your patients a little bit more effectively. That's why I'm here. That's what I want to talk about today. So as a practice owner, what can AI do for you? Well, first of all, it's amazing for helping you generate ideas. That's what generative AI does, right? It's going to help you generate ideas for your practice. Now, these ideas typically are going to come in the form of marketing. So marketing ideas. Well, let's say you wanted to write a blog. You think, oh, what am I going to write about? Well, I'm going to teach you shortly how you can use AI to generate that content or ideas for that content very quickly. It will help you write emails. Yes, my friend, it will help you write emails. I'm going to talk about the pros and cons in a sec, but the, the AI will also help you write office policies. Yeah. How many of you have ever hired someone and you want or or even for a patient let's just say you want you have an office procedure or policy for a patient and it has to do with like your cancellation policy no show policy fees etc you literally can feed all that information to ai say these are the things that i want inside my office policy these are the things that are no deal breakers and please write me an office policy that i can give to my patients and i'm not kidding you it will do that yeah, no kidding. If you want social media content, now I I know if you're driving, like tune this up because you're going to want to hear this. I know y'all and I'm like you. I hate posting on social media. I don't like social media, but I use it because I need to. But 
I get so frustrated when I think, oh, what am I going to write about? And that's because I haven't planned well. I haven't taken my own advice or I haven't looked at my planning calendar. We talk about how to do that in the social content collector. There'll be a link for that in the show notes. If you're interested in getting really organized with your social media content, it's a really good course, by the way. Uh, but if I either don't have that available or I haven't followed it, or I think, oh, I want to just post something today. I don't want to go look at it. I get stuck. I don't know what to do. AI in a snap can give me social posts. I just have to give it context around what kind of social posts I want. In other words, what my topic is, right? It can help you with video scripts. If you write like you, if you have a podcast, like I do, sometimes I don't ever use it to write my podcast script, but I will have it give me an outline of what can I, what are the talking points that it may want to include? This just scratches the surface. It'll help you with finances. It'll help you connect things together. It'll help. Oh my gosh. Like it, it's pretty much endless. And that's sort of the scary part. But for now, I'm not going to go, we're not going to go down the scary hole. What I am going to do is tell you about the tool that you can use. It's called ChatGPT. Now, some of you may have heard of it. Some of you may not. Now, chat, chat, as in you're kind of chatting with AI. So think about that. The GPT stands for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer. Big, long word. Basically, it just means that it's generating content based on its training or exposure to language, and it's going to give you a content that's brand new to you. And I'm going to give you a resource to use shortly that's going to help you be able to use ChatGPT super efficiently and quickly to generate content. So it'll just, you have to provide it ideas, but once you give it the idea or the context, it's going to provide that content back to you. So it's going to save you a ton of time. Now, the answers, I'm going to warn you about a couple of things before I dive into my example. The answers aren't always going to be right, especially in the world of functional medicine, because in the functional medicine space, we have our own unique take on how we would approach, let's say, heartburn or bloating or constipation. Those are common complaints that we get from patients. And so our unique take on that is going to be a little different than what ChatGPT is going to give us because ChatGPT is just a trained AI model based on the information that's largely out there and available. Now, if you put, let's just say in ChatGPT, you said, you asked the question, remember, you're just having a conversation here. So you're talking with AI one-to-one and you say, hey, Listen, I am a functional medicine practitioner, and I believe that bloating with nausea in the morning and bloating above the navel in the you know upper region of the abdomen has to do with insufficient bile. What, what would be five ways that I could resolve this bile issue using supplements, herbs, and other nutritional support. Now you could ask a big, long question like that, and you might get an okay answer. But my point is you can like go all that deep into the explanation to chat GPT to give it context, wait for a sort of, sort of okay answer, or you could just ask the question, get some ideas, and then tweak it from there. So for us, we're going to have to do a bit of tweaking, which I would recommend anyway. So ChatGPT, you can sign up. There's a link in the show notes about how to do that. I have the paid version. I do believe that there's still a free version available. If not, in my opinion, it's worth the $20 a month to pay for it. I pay for it because it gives me a few other options and I use it all the time. So 
again, as I mentioned, it's kind of dangerous territory. Like I think that it could be used for nefarious purposes. Uh, Italy, as of the time of this recording, has actually banned it in their country. And I imagine that there are some other countries that are going to follow suit. We probably won't see that in America because it is was supposed to be open source. And then somehow it ended up not being open source, which means free, uh, free to use for the public to use and make it better. And it actually was basically purchased out by big tech. So, you know, there's some some drawbacks to that. But for what we need to use it for, it's going to be perfect. So now here's a couple of warnings about uh, using AI. Number one, don't ever, ever, ever take what AI spits out to you and use it word for word please. Like if there's one thing that you leave from this podcast, don't ever do that. I'm going to show you in a minute or two how you can use it. But before I do, here's my warning. Don't use it word for word. The tech platforms, the social platforms are now actually penalizing platforms that use AI to generate blog content, for example, and they just copy paste it on the website, on their your website, give it a link and call it good. They're penalizing you. They will drop you in the search engine rank if you do that. So don't do that. You want to use AI to get ideas. You can ask ChatGPT to write you a blog about X, Y, or Z with five points and three examples and a closing paragraph. And it will do that beautifully if you give it enough context. However, it's not going to have your personality. It's not going to have your tone of voice. Like my tone of voice is always a little sassy, edgy, mouthy, opinionated. Like I... I'm going to come in. I'm, I'm always kind of nice, but I'm friendly and warm. But I'm going to say, hey, look, this is dumb. Why are we doing this? AI is not going to know that. doesn't know my personality. So I'm going to have to take the content that I get and put my spin on it. But listen, if you had to compare the two options, one option is you're staring at a blank screen going, oh, what am I going to write about? How am I going to write this email or this blog or this social post versus asking ChatGPT to help you a bit give you some ideas. Hey, maybe we can, what what do you think? I need five social posts about XYZ topic. And then at least you have something to start from. That's a way big win because then you've got, your brain can go to work at trying to create something around this idea or topic, whatever chat GPT gives you. So generating ideas is super important, but never, never, never use the copy as it's provided to you. You always want to tweak it to have your own perspective. Secondly, if you have copy, which I don't recommend, but if you do have copy that's generated by AI or you have an email that's like an automated AI type email, please just put a little disclaimer in there that just says, yep, I am a, you know, this is an automated email. This is a bot or yes, you're interacting with an AI bot. Like leave a disclaimer in there. If you're going to leave, leave the content like largely chat GPT generated. If not, if you're going to tweak it, like I'm recommending, then you don't need to use a disclaimer. So again, search engines are penalizing people who are taking the copies straight off of chat GPT and putting it on their website. So don't do that. What the search engines want is creative ideas. So here's what you do. When you get a result from chat GPT, you're going to discard what you don't like. You're going to keep what you do. And then you're going to add your own unique perspective. So at, in the show notes and at the end of this podcast, I'm going to tell you how to get a my actual output. I copied it word for word from what I'm going to teach you here in a second with ChatGPT. And you can use it if you want to. But I left some notes and comments in there. It's in a Google Doc. I'll tell you how to get that in a few minutes. And then you will be able to see exactly what I put into the chat 
and what the output was. And that'll give you the confidence and the courage to be able to use it on your own. So there are three specific things that you can very easily right now today use chat GPT for in your practice. Number one, to ask common questions about your specific niche. In other words, what are the common questions that your niche your ideal patient is asking you. So if you have if you have a practice that's focused on, um, I don't know, constipation, let's say, or bloating or reflux, digestive issues, you could ask ChatGPT, what are the 10 most common questions that people ask related to helping them resolve their constipation? Look, so easy, so easy. You type that in and you let ChatGPT do its work and it'll spit out 10 ideas for you. Let's say you like five of the 10, let's just say. And you might say to ChatGPT, hey, thanks so much. Uh, please give me five more. I don't like numbers one, four, six, eight, and nine. And it'll say, sure. And it'll generate out a few more ideas for you. Re how people that wanna know how to resolve their constipation. Until you get 10 that you think are good, then you think, all right, well, let's see, for those 10, here's the second thing, I want to, I know that those are questions that I would say, yes, my patients that deal with constipation are asking these questions. They want to know, how can I get regular? How long is it okay? That How often do I need to go? Can I go every three days? Is that okay? Or should I be going three times a day? Well, it's okay. All those types of questions. Now, let's say you go, oh, these are great questions. I love these 10. They're perfect. Now, in the same thread, you're not going to start a new chat. You're going to, because it's all got, you've given chat GPT context. Now you're going to say, hey, thank you so much. I love these 10. Can you write three social posts for each of these 10 ideas? And guess what? It will. It's the best. It'll write 10 social posts for you, hashtags and all. If you want them, you don't have to use them. That's great. 10, three social posts for each of the 10. So in a matter of seconds, you're going to have 30 social posts. Now, you may not like them. You might go, oh, I don't like these two, but I really like this one. Let's just say you keep half of them. At least you got 15 good social posts out of it. So that's the second thing that you can use chat GPT for. And then lastly, you can use it. And I actually really love this one. You can use it to create patient resources, handouts, or what we call an infographic. And an infographic is nothing more than a whole bunch of questions on one page with that has some fancy art to it, right? It's a Canva type document. And infographics, patients love them. People love them because they're clear. They're easy to follow. They're easy to read. They're short, concise. It's not like giving a handout that's like three pages of typewritten content. Nobody has time to read that. So it keeps it short and tight. So now let's go back. I've given you three things that you can use AI for. Number one, to create ideas about the challenges that your ideal patient faces, to create social posts from those ideas. And you could, I don't even have this in, you know, included, but it's also an email, right? You can write an email about each of those 10 or ask chat GPT to. And then the last thing is to create these resources, handouts, or infographics. So let me recap for you. First question, and this is what's in the resource that I have for you. The first question is that you want to ask is, what are the top 10 questions? And then right there, you're going to put in your niche or your ideal patient. And I don't care what you choose. Choose whatever you're going to choose. 
you're going to say, what are the top 10 questions? Insert your ideal patient. So let's say, let's say menopausal women. Okay. Let's use that as an example. Top 10 questions. Menopausal women ask about how to resolve their blank. Well, the first thing that probably came to your mind, first thing that comes to my mind is hot flashes because that's the number one thing menopausal women fuss about. So you're going to type that into chat GPT and then the answer will come back. Hey, sure. Here are 10 common questions menopausal women ask about how to resolve their hot flashes. And one, two, three, four, it's going to give you 10 instantly. And your mind is going to be like, you won't even believe it if you've not used it before. And so then you've got your 10 ideas. Now we're going to take that one step further and we're going to say, okay, can you provide additional information about each one of these 10 items as well as an example? And the reason that I'm doing this is because, well, you'll see in a second. So I'm asking, okay, I like these 10 ideas. I'm going to, I need you to give me a little more detail and I want an example of each. So let's just say that we're talking about like menopause or I mean, uh, reproductive women and heavy bleeding, let's say. And I've asked the questions. I've got my 10 answers for reproductive age women that have heavy menstrual bleeding. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so one is, the first one is like a question might be, what is, what constitutes heavy menstrual bleeding? So the answer might be heavy menstrual bleeding is defined as bleeding that lasts for more than seven days or bleeding that is so heavy that it requires changing a pad or tampon every one to two hours. That's great. I love that. It's concise. It's clear. It's to the point. It's not big and long and wordy and it's, it's accurate. And then ChatGPT will give me an example. If you have to change your tampon or pad every hour or less on your heaviest days of bleeding, you may have what's known as heavy menstrual bleeding. You know, pretty generic and benign, but it's fine for what I need. So if ChatGPT goes through and gives me 10 of those, I now have some great topics to create some social posts. So now I'm going to say, hey, great. I love these 10 ideas. Can you create three social media posts? for each of them. And ChatGPT comes back and brrr, out they come. Now I've got all the social posts that have to do three social posts for every single one of those 10 items that I know my patients are asking about X condition. Now I've got all these social posts to choose from. And then last thing I'm going to do, which I love, is I will say, okay, now related to this topic, please write the copy for an infographic, or you could say a handout, but I love using the word infographic because the AI, ChatGPT, knows what to do with that. And it'll say, like I'll say titled, common questions about hot flashes, or common questions about heavy menstrual bleeding, or common questions about bloating, or whatever. And then it'll give you all the copy for the, a, for the infographic. Just like that, I'm telling you, in five minutes or less, if you use the questions that I've drawn up, I'm going to give you a link to a resource that you can use. But if you use the questions that I've drawn up for you within five minutes, you are going to have so much content that speaks exactly to your ideal patient and the problem, in this case, one problem that your ideal patient may be having. Well, they're not just suffering from one problem, right? 
if you have a PCOS patient, they've got blood sugar issues. They may have some excess facial hair. They may have some weight gain. They may have some, they're going to have some hormone dysregulation. Infertility is going to be there. So can you see if we can pull apart, not ask about PCOS specifically, although you could, but if you can pull it apart into its individual pieces, then it's going to give ChatGPT the opportunity to give you a much more detailed response. So if you were going to just start off the conversation with ChatGPT and say, please provide an infographic that shows me 10 reasons why women have heavy bleeding. That's not, con no, con ChatGPT has no context. So the way you want to converse with AI is just like I'm conversing with you. First, I'm going to say, hey, how are you today? And you say, great, I'm doing good. I say, well, what's going on in your life? Okay, now's where that conversation starts with ChatGPT. You say to me, oh, you know, I've been really having difficulty managing this certain patient that's got these intractable headaches and I just can't seem to get them right. I'm thinking that it might be related to the thyroid, but I'm not sure and the test results are normal. And so I really don't know what to do. Boom, that's the kind of conversation that you're gonna have with AI, with ChatGPT. You just say, I have, uh, my ideal patient is a thyroid patient that's struggling with migraines. Can you give me the top 10 reasons why or why, how migraines are associated with the thyroid? Do you see? So now we're going to ask the conversation. Now ChatGPT is thinking, okay, we're talking about thyroid and migraines. Great. So it's got that one train of thought. You would not want to interrupt that train of thought and then say, oh, and by the way, could you like make a plan for me for to go on vacation to Italy? I need to know where I'm going to go. Could you do that too? No, no, no. Separate conversation. You want to keep the conversational thread consistent with the content that you're asking for, the conversation that you're having. So now I have a Google Doc all prepared, ready for you. I've left a few comments in the Google Doc. All you have to do is the link is in the show notes, or you can go to rondanelson.com forward slash chat GPT training, chat GPT training. Okay. rondanelson.com forward slash chat GPT training. You go there, you will click on that link. You're going to get a Google Doc that you make a copy of, and you can see my exact conversation with ChatGPT, the questions I asked, the answers that it gave, and then the next question I asked, and the answers that it gave, and so on, and so on, and so on. And I think you're going to be shocked at what you can learn. Or you can just go and go to ChatGPT, get yourself an account, get started, sign up, and start asking it to help you create content, ideas, solutions, even investigational questions, like you can ask clinical questions on there. You can say, you know, what is the latest information or latest research about X condition? And it'll spit some information out. Now, it's not a, not going to guarantee to be 100%, but at least it'll get you started. It'll say, well, you know, it, there's this, there's this, and there's this. And you can go to PubMed and then you know exactly what to search for. So it really is a language model that has access to all the language, all the articles, every like article, newspaper, it's just millions, billions, trillions, and trillions of bits of information. And we have access to that now through chat GPT so we can have that conversation. But as it has to do with your practice, I'm telling you, game changer as far as saving you time 
and helping you create content that you can send out to your patients like emails and social posts or blog posts or infographics or patient handouts or office policies or financial projections, you name it. You name it, and ChatGPT can pretty much help you with it. So I hope this was helpful. I will put in the show notes the link to ChatGPT. You'll also see the link to download the uh, rondanelson.com forward slash ChatGPT training. You'll find that in the show notes as well. And I'll also put the link in there to the social content collector if you are interested. So that's it for this week, my friend. I hope this is helpful for you. I know it's a bit of a for your brain. But listen, go get the resource, download the resource, and then it will make more sense to you. And I think once you start playing around with uh, ChatGPT, you are going to love it because I know we do. My whole team uses it. Like We all use it. We all love it. It really has helped save us tons and tons and tons of time. So all right, that's it for this week, my friend. Take care. Have an awesome week. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Clinical Entrepreneur Podcast. Bye for now. 